I'm Mel. And I'm Jen. And we're here to talk about all things light and random. From embarrassing moments and relationships to our most that came out of nowhere thoughts. Even though this isn't important, you should still listen anyway. Get ready to talk about all things unimportant. Let's get started. Welcome to This Isn't Important, episode five. Woohoo! All the way to episode five. It's Friday Eve, and you know, it's just a regular night. Our dog's in heat running around in diapers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's the best thing I've heard in a long time. (laughs) I don't even know what to say. It's just a lovely time at our house. You know, it's just not fun. So your dog is actually like wearing diapers around your house? Yeah. Is it cute though? No. And she keeps, it's no longer cute. It was cute probably for like the first day. But then when she started figuring out how to take them off and we had to put like, underwear or <laughs> oh, diaper to covers over top underwear over top of the diaper so that I had she to because she off. kept ripping about yeah and we were where she was running around in <laughs> my kids Bob the Builder's underwear over top of her diaper <laughs> like oh old my underwear of my kids right yeah. and transformers and whatever I could find that you know was still kind of hanging out here and uh <laughs> yeah it was it's been lovely we'll just that is that is so real life. I've never, I've never dealt with a dog in heat, Mm-mm. but that sounds, that sounds like a pain. <laughs> it is. And it won't be, there will not be another season of heat for this dog. This is it. This is it. <laughs> this is All it. right. Poor All right. Thing. Well, you got the experience out of the way. <laughs> She'll probably be thankful for that. I don't know. Maybe she's, not she's when she's wearing the, manic. Cone, the cone of shame. Poor thing. Yeah. Um, I'll feel bad for her. Yeah. So tonight we are going to talk about our childhood personalities, our childhood friends, fashion when we were growing up, and dating. Woohoo! So this is going to get, we're getting a little real about our inner child selves. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is going to be fun. But before we start, guess guess what I did? I have no idea. I was the dearest, bought another dog. I was the duelist <laughs> DMer again. Oh my! <laughs> I should have guessed. But this time, <laughs> I submitted a voicemail question to my favorite podcast. Sorry, we're stoned with Tish and Brandy Cyrus. Like I've talked about, like two or three times on this podcast mm-hmm. already, mm-hmm. and I was featured in the episode today right of course you were that's so, good so just now just now as i was waiting to podcast with you mm-hmm. i had all my stuff ready and i just whipped out my instagram and i took a video talking about how excited i was that i was mm-hmm. on the sorry we're stone podcast and they mm-hmm. said that i was cute yeah <laughs> yeah it's a trend mm-hmm. yeah they, they said that i was cute <laughs> And then I just got on Instagram real quick and they reposted my video. Oh, that's the best. Yes. So the D-list DMer strikes again. Yep. She's at it again. I'm telling you guys, <laughs> I just need to embrace it. Yeah, you do. 
I think it's actually an excellent extra little personality thing going on there. It sure is entertaining for people, at least. It is. Entertaining for myself. You have good stories. You definitely have good stories. I do. Yeah. Um, so when Jen and I were deciding what we really had no idea what we wanted to talk about this week, we kept going back and forth. Um, Jen suggested we talk about Vanderpump rules, which is like our favorite Uh show. And I could talk about Vanderpump rules for days. (laughs) Like, yes, I love this show so much, but I don't think a lot of our listeners watch Vanderpump rules. I only, I only know of probably like four people who at least well, maybe they'll the want to watch Vanderpump Rules after we talk about it so much, because I think a whole podcast, seriously, should be dedicated to all things Vanderpump. I think it's it's seriously one of the greatest reality mm-hmm. TV shows of all time. I think it might be the best reality TV show because mm-hmm. the people on it really commit to it. But anyway, mm-hmm. instead of talking about Vanderpump today. Mm-hmm. We decided, obviously, to talk about when we were younger. Um, I keep hearing that a child's personality is, like, set by age five. So I find this really interesting, right? So I look at – I have nieces and nephews. I look at them, and I think some of them are five and older. Some of them are younger. And I just think, oh, my gosh, I hope. That's true because they all have the best personalities. I just want them to stay the same forever. Mm-hmm. So do you think your personality is the same as it was when you were five, roughly? Okay. So in my opinion, um, I growing up, at least from what I can remember, I was very shy and okay. self-conscious, not yeah. extremely outgoing. I was also very skinny child. Um, I was the one who they said, you need to put on weight kind of thing. And people would pick on me sometimes for it. Okay. So I do not particularly agree with that because I feel like as I got older, and I do think that this is probably the case for a lot of people. Like once you get over 30, I'm not going to tell you how old I am. And older. <laughs> so you're confirming that you're old, you're over 30, Jen. I am. Hey, I'm happy to say I'm over 30. I'm not going to say anything more than that. I feel like you kind of come into your own and the things that are important to you and you're passionate about. And maybe I was like this when I was five and I just don't remember. Right. And now I'm kind of like, I feel like I'm way more outgoing and yeah. more willing to speak my mind now than I ever felt like I ever was. You have a podcast. And I know. <laughs> I know? never would have done this. Yeah. But in other situations, like an office situation or something like that, I'm not always the one who has something to say unless I'm comfortable with the group of people that we're in. Right. If it's a bunch of strangers, unless it's a topic that I am particularly well versed in or something that I need to interject, I will normally have nothing to say. I'm also somebody who likes to do like the background work, like putting together a party or, you know, something like that and not being the one who's like, giving the speech. Okay. So that is like that. That's so interesting that you say that because Jen and I, we used to do the office parties together Mm -hmm. and 
she was so good at it. Like it, there was, there were so many moving parts to do mm-hmm. like an office party and we would go in and Jen would be like, you can, you can wrangle everyone together and you can talk to them and tell them what to do and everything like that. I would rather not. And yeah, but you're good at that too. When you do speak in front of like mm-hmm. a crowd and stuff like that, you're good at it, but it's just not what you mm-hmm. like. It's not no, what you And I'm prefer. also feel like I'm better talking in front of a crowd when I'm well prepared, not when oh, I'm yeah. like singled out or called on. Yeah. When I, because I feel like when I'm singled out or called on or called on the spot for something, I do not spend enough time putting my thoughts together before I open my mouth. <laughs> so sometimes stupidity comes out. And then later on, the person walks away from you and you're like, I should have said, Right. This. But instead I said that and sounded like a humongous dummy. So, yeah. So my mom, when I asked her, she said when I was five, I was very Mm -hmm. quiet and Mm -hmm. observant. Mm -hmm. And I I would just take in my surroundings and all of my situations And I feel like I'm the same way now, except like you said, when Mm -hmm. I am, when I'm in a one-on-one conversation with somebody, I like Mm -hmm. shine. I like, I'm dynamic. I'm interesting to talk to, but when there's a large group of people, Mm -hmm. I like to just keep my eye on things, test the water, see, see Mm -hmm. how it is. I... I really like take, um, take into consideration, like social cues, like, is it acceptable for me to talk? Is this good? Is this not a good time? Like I notice when I'm around my sisters, I Mm -hmm. think I'm more quiet when I'm around like my family, because my Mm -hmm. sisters are so dynamic and energetic and they always have a story and I love listening to them and it's like I'm the little sister I'm in my little sister role so I think I'm less outgoing when it comes to that but Mm -hmm. when I was little okay I was so nerdy and like I was what you would be called as a goody two-shoes I was a rule follower. If there was a rule, I was following it. I was not going to break it. I went to Catholic school and I, I'm like embarrassed for, for who I was in like element, maybe not an elementary school. Cause that's cute, but middle school, gosh, mm-hmm. just annoying. Yeah. I, I, I was actually talking to somebody the other day about, I went to Catholic school and we had this outside of our school, we had what was called Mary's garden. And there was Mm -hmm. a statue of the Virgin Mary in this grassy area. Okay. Literally Mm -hmm. just grass. And then so many feet into it was a statue of Mary with like some flowers around it. And we're all my classes, like all lined up in a line. And our teacher like runs into the building really quick to talk to somebody. And it says, don't talk, you know, stay, stay in your line. Be good. Don't put, don't walk in Mary's garden. (laughs) blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. The biggest rule was do not step in Mary's garden. Whatever you do, do not place one foot in Mary's garden. 
So of course my classmates are like, let's all put a foot in Mary's garden. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, let's be bad. This is what you do in Catholic school when you want to be wild and crazy. And mm-hmm. all of the kids in my class are like putting their foot in Mary's garden and are like, yeah, look at me. And they're like, Melanie, come on, put your foot in. And I'm probably in fourth grade, third grade, and I'm shaking my head. No, I was told not to put my foot in Mary's garden. You can't make me. And that (laughs) is the kind of person that I was. It was like I was the teacher's pet. Mm -hmm. I was I was like uh, really smart. People thought I was really smart, but I wasn't any smarter than anyone else. It was just that mm-hmm. I listened to everything going on and I turned in every mm-hmm. homework assignment. So I was like super nerdy, but mm-hmm. like I, I also, um, I was like really talkative in specific situations, like situations mm-hmm. that made me comfortable. Like I was, yeah. I was in band. There you go. Add that to the nerdy list. <laughs> I was like really outgoing and fun and band and um, certain classes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I remember when I was in third grade, my teacher, Mrs. Rollins, I'm going to, I'm going to call her out. She's one of the best teachers I've ever had in my whole life. And she's friends with me on Facebook. So she may hear this. Mrs. <laughs> Rollins called me to her desk in third grade. And she said, Melanie, would you like to be in the Christmas play and you would play the donkey? <laughs> you got to be an ass in the Christmas play. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and I was like, the donkey and she was like yes it's the nativity you know with mary and jesus you can be the donkey you have some lines like i know you can be loud and Mm -hmm. i was like i don't know i really have to think about it (laughs) and she says okay (laughs) and i go back to my desk and man i am i am racking my brain like i can't be the donkey that's a bad word. Like, <laughs> people are going to make fun of me. I can't be the donkey in the play. That is social suicide. I'll never live it down. And this is in third grade. And I remember I went back to Mrs. Rollins and I said, I've decided, no, I don't want to be the donkey. And she mm-hmm. said, are, are you sure, Melanie? Like you would be great at it. <laughs> and I was like, now I've decided I'm not going to be the donkey. And she said, okay, we're going to give it to somebody else. And I said, okay, that's fine. I don't want to be the donkey. So they give the donkey part to someone else. And I never told my mom. And then like a mm-hmm. couple weeks later, like after the play, after the nativity play, a big mouth Melanie lets it slip that I was supposed to be the donkey in the play. And my mom and dad were like, what? Why would you say no to the donkey? That's a terrible idea. You're supposed to just say yes to things, Melanie, just because you were so nervous and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no, they wanted me to be a donkey. (laughs) So offensive, (laughs) you know? And they were like, Melanie, there's like a lamb, a goat, like, this is like the story of Jesus. They're like all of these animals and you are in third grade. You can be the donkey, but I've just been an overthinker my whole life. I've been a goody two shoes and clearly in third grade, 
I wanted to be popular, but that Mm -hmm. never happened. So I should have just been the donkey. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. So I, as you were telling those, your little anecdotes, I remembered a couple little stories from when I was growing up and I think I was really shy, but I was also mischievous. So the club that I was in, in elementary school was computer club. I mean, all the cool kids belong to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Okay. (laughs) And um, uh, my dad helped lead computer club with this other dad. And we would go in there and do these little computer exercises on the school computers and all that kind of stuff. Well, one time I got bored and I went to the staff bathroom. And while I was in there, I thought it would be really great to take a wad of toilet paper and wet it and throw it up onto the ceiling (laughs) and have it stuck and stick to the ceiling in the bathroom. And I did a whole lot of it. And then apparently it dried and it might've fallen on someone's head, but I don't think anybody ever really figured out that it was me that did it. Oh, I did that. You got away with it. Well, maybe, I guess. I don't remember getting in trouble for that. And then when I was growing up, we also were very active in church. This was like a family thing. Very active in church. We went to church every Sunday. Mm -hmm. We went to um, Sunday school. And my parents had like their couples Bible study and all that kind of stuff. And they were in the choir. And my parents brought me with them one time. And they were having their choir rehearsal because they were getting ready to have like a Christmas concert or something like that. And I was entertaining myself. Like my dad ran the sound for it. So he was up in the sound booth and then my mom was up front of the um, Methodist church that we went to. And there was a lady there playing the piano and the piano light was plugged in. And I kept running back and forth, running back and forth, almost tripping over the piano light. And my I remember my mom saying to me, stop it. You're going to break it. Stop it. And I would like run across the front with like pieces of paper with like little funny things drawn on it. And everybody was laughing and I was just having a really great time with it. And then I broke the piano. Like, no. Yeah. I, it shattered. I totally broke it. And I remember the pastor's wife or something came up after my mom was like, so embarrassed. Of course, incredibly yeah. embarrassed. Here's my daughter up there doing that. And um, she's like, it's not that big of a deal. We can da 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 blah, blah, blah. And I just remember my mom being so upset and so utterly embarrassed that I did that. <laughs> and then, this is another church one. I might have a lot. We'll see what else comes <laughs> to my brain. So we were having a little Christmas choir. This was Christmas Eve service at church. And I was up there and my mom, I don't really remember this as me I remember this from my mom and my aunt's point of view okay and my mom and my aunt were in the second row the church was packed it's Christmas Eve and we're all all the little kids are standing up there like behind the I don't know what that's called but this is a spot where you put the um this little I don't know what it's called but I was leaning over the wooden kneeling spot okay spitting in front of everyone. I mean, long, long spittles just coming out of my mouth 
and down onto the ground and I'm just watching it <laughs> and long spittles, long spittles. And my mom was like, I couldn't get out of the row. It was packed. I couldn't get out of the row. And oh get my you. gosh. I just had to let you do it. <laughs> How old were you? You think you must've been really little, probably under five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that is, mm-hmm. that's so funny. See, if I were like in that congregation, I would be laughing mm-hmm. so hard. It's oh, funny. another shirt was very funny. Mm-hmm. It's funny how when you're a little kid, like you think certain things that you do are like such great ideas. Like mm-hmm. when I was in, I it was second grade, there was this new girl in my class and she like came halfway through the year. And, you know, I like talked to her, made her like my friend or whatever. And then she, I used to wear my hair in long with a sideways ponytail. Right. So I'd have like this, Uh I was in second grade and I have this Uh huge ponytail hanging off the side of my head. It was like my style. My mom used to do my hair like that every day. Uh So I would wear my hair like that. And the first, you know, few days, the new girl came to the class, came to our class and, you know, we were friends or whatever. And then like, she starts showing up to school with her hair and long with a sideways ponytail. And I was like, what the heck? That is (laughs) my style. So of course, Melanie, little seven-year-old Melanie goes up to her teacher and says, excuse me, can you please tell Alexis to stop wearing her hair long with the sideways ponytail? Because that's <laughs> my hairstyle. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> my teacher looking at me and being like, no, Melanie, she can wear her hair however she wants. And I was like, <laughs> what? Like, this is horrible. This girl is mm-hmm. trying to be me. And that was me at seven years old. How embarrassing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Clearly, clearly that <laughs> new girl, she didn't really become my friend. And I think she left no. after that year. She wasn't there. No. Did you have not? Did you have a um did you have like a best friend growing up or did you have like mm-hmm. lots of random friends? Well, I switched schools in fourth grade. But oh, you did? Yeah, my mom had we kind of were, well, I was kind of friends with my mom's friends, my parents' friends through church. So there were friends that I made over the summertime because we were going to be moving. Yeah. And they turned out to be in my class. So they were kind of like my friends. And it was always like, it was, it was fun. And I got along well with them and everything like that. I was still extremely shy, but um, you know, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, you're not quite as shy because you're getting to be the rulers of the school before right. you go to middle school and you know, right, all yeah. that kind of stuff. So um, we had that. And yeah, so that was, I, that was that. But I remember like, what did we do? We used to just all go to each other's houses, sleepovers, call and hang up on people. Oh, we did that. Music, stay up all night, you know, all that kind of stuff. Oh, that's so cute. I mm-hmm. always I always had two best friends for some reason. It was like me mm-hmm. and my two best friends mm-hmm. throughout 
all elementary and middle school and even into high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was super, super close with them. We would like share everything, but did you, um, did you used to like pass notes in school or like, how did you, how did you talk? With yes, them? there was a lot of passing notes. There were no cell phones or anything like that when I was right? growing up. And I did have the friends that my mom made friends with, but based off of their friends, I became friends with them. So I did have this group of girls that I was friends with and we did a lot of things together. Um, so yes, we would pass the notes. Like, do you like me? Check this box. I love yes, that. Or no. If you like me, go to question two. If not, send it back. I mean, stupid little crap like that. Did your teachers ever intercept them? I don't remember that happening. But we did used to do those little, what are those things called that look like little stars and you flip the different things up based off of. Mash? Like pick red. You pick, it looks like a little, you know what I'm talking about. looks like an origami, but I don't know what it's called. Mm-hmm. Oh, what is that? That was big, called? big, big in elementary school. A fortune teller thing. Yeah, it was like a fortune teller thing. Yeah, and you'd be- that was pick so like fun. red, blue, pink, yellow, or blah, blah, blah. And then blah. you'd go like one, do you two, three, do one, two, three, four, three, four five. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. So I know you'd exactly do that, what you're talking like, about. You smell like feet, or, you know, something <laughs> like that would be in there. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. We used to do yeah. that too. Yeah, we did mm-hmm. that. We, um, we didn't really. And if you wanted to talk those. to anybody, you didn't text. You had to call. That's terif- and terrifying. You had to leave. If you were lucky, they had an answering machine and you could leave a message. Yeah, if but not, then their whole family heard. Mm-hmm. If yeah. not, then you'd have to continuously call, 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 call until somebody answers the phone. Yeah. It so annoying. Yeah. So we, <laughs> we didn't, um, pass notes really in school. I mean, some people did, but. I, I was a goody two shoe, so I didn't. But um, because our our teachers were like really really scary. I, mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it. I think that my elementary and middle school experience was kind of different than most people. It was very strict. Mm-hmm. So we didn't really pass notes, but everyone would go home and they would email with their friends back and forth, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we would go on AOL Instant Messenger. And do like an aim, like we had our screen mm-hmm. names and everything. I was yeah. pretty preppy. Mm. Yes. I remember AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah. And we'd send like, we, we would put like an away message. That would be like a song lyric mm-hmm. <laughs> or like something oh, really dramatic. No, I but don't we, remember doing that. We didn't <clears throat> pass notes in school, but mm-hmm. that's how I was asked out on my first date mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was in, when I was in eighth grade. This boy in my class, he wrote, I, I'm sure I have the note somewhere. It's something that my mom would probably make me save. I'm sure it's in a box at her house somewhere. But it was like, Melanie, uh, would you like to go to the movies with me sometime? I'll take you a few times. Like, obviously, his mm-hmm. mom will, his mom would take right. me because we'll drive you. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he said, uh, let me know. P.S. I'm not scared to talk to you. I just, I, I just can't do this. Uh, I can't get in trouble in class. We're not allowed to talk or something like that. And mm-hmm. then he was like, "Check yes or no." So then I had a little <laughs> box that I had to check yes or no. I would go out on this date with, and it was the cutest thing ever. But I said no. 
<laughs> no, here's the deal with that. Okay. So let, let's talk relationships. That little okay. kid in my class, I was in love with him. I thought he was, he was nerdy and I was nerdy. We were really good friends. Um, we only had, we only had 60 people in our class. Okay. And each, I went to that school from second grade through eighth grade. So everyone becomes like your best friend. So this kid, I was like, so into, I had like a big crush on him and he had a crush on me, but I was so nervous, Jen. I couldn't have possibly gone out on this date. Like mm-hmm. I, I was so nervous. And then, so I said, no, I said, no, I'm sorry. I'm not allowed to go on a date until high school. And he's like, oh, that's fine. I understand. You know, of course I had to fill out the note to give it back to him. And then I had to give right. it back to, I had to sneak it in his backpack at that <laughs> volleyball practice. Thorny, <laughs> But I... I said no to him. And then the next weekend I come to school and he took someone else to the movies and I was appalled. Mm-hmm. And then, so I ended up going like, a, I ended up talking to him like on the phone and like, I really, really liked him and things were going good. And then we went on a, um, I think we went on a double date. It wasn't like a double date. It was like a group hang, you know, like two of his friends mm-hmm. came and two of my friends came and we went ice skating because it was like oh. the, the hot thing, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I didn't hold his hand. I literally mm-hmm. gave him no attention at all, but that was a date back then. You know, it was like yeah. thing, things were serious. We went on a date. And then we talked a little over the summer. And then right before we started high school, I saw him for the first time over the entire summer. And he was all of a sudden so cute and he was playing football and we went Mm -hmm. skating, just the two of us. And it was like right before our first day of freshman year. And I was like, oh my God, like I like this kid so much, but I'm so nervous and uncomfortable. And I'm just starting my first week of high school at this huge school. And I just had so many emotions. So like he asked me out on like a real date to the movies. And I, I think, I think I went, I, I I remember getting like dressed up in like a cute sweater and everything. And my mom driving me. And then I just remember being so stressed and nervous when he kept calling and calling and asking to hang out that I Mm -hmm. literally as a freshman, I literally called him up and I said, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm just really, I just really think we're better off as friends, but I (laughs) loved him. I loved him so much. You heartbreaker, Melanie. Oh my God. But I was breaking my heart at the same time. Mm -hmm. It was so stupid. And then jokes on me, he got really popular. Like mm-hmm. he was like, he went from like nerd like me in high school or in mm-hmm. middle school to like super cool kid, got invited to all yeah. the parties and he had like all the mm-hmm. girls and he started dating this girl that I was friends with. And I just remember going home my freshman year of high school and crying to my mom, just crying and crying and crying. But it was all my fault. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> like, why do I, <laughs> why do I do this to myself? Mm-hmm. So I, I literally had no dating life because I had such a crush on this kid <laughs> until I was like a senior in high school. Then mm-hmm. I went on my first real date with somebody who went to another school and he became mm-hmm. my boyfriend and I dated him for like two years and some change, mm-hmm. but it was okay because he was very cute. Oh. It was like, I got lucky mm-hmm. that I got such a cute boyfriend. <laughs> Our hot spot to hang out. My husband and I were talking about this actually because we both grew up in the same town, but never met each other. Like Aww. he would come to my church youth group of functions and stuff like that. And I don't remember him. And we were talking about it. So the cool spot to hang out was at the arcade. Okay. That's cool. Or at the movies at the marketplace. And I remember going roller skating a lot because that was the cool thing to do and ice skating and all that kind of stuff. So that was like the fun things to do. Um, And then I didn't really date a whole, I didn't date until really I got out of high school, Right. but I could have dated, but I was so shy and people would pick on me so much that I just wasn't comfortable with it. Yeah. And I did talk to guys and I would talk to them on the phone, but nothing really like came to fruition of it. It was a lot of calling back and forth and talking, 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 but I no, think, I think that's what usually out dates. Kind I of think thing. that's what usually happens though. When you're in like mm-hmm. high school dur- during yeah. that, during that time of your life, I think that that mm-hmm. is considered dating or yeah, you I know, don't know. Trying to, but I was never part of like the popular crew yeah, or anything like that. But I remember there were a couple guys that I talked to on the phone. One of which that I really, really liked, um, and I wanted him to ask me out on the date, but he never did. Yeah, that was that always happened to me. Year. Yeah, and then um, he ended up dating his ex girlfriend, and I remember seeing them kissing in the hallway as oh. I was on my way to lunch, and I looked at him, and I had this look on my face that must have been obvious that I was upset. Yeah. And I let I made an excuse and had to go home and cried because yes. I was so upset about it. That happened to me. And then he had the audacity to like call me and want to talk to me about it. And then <gasps> nothing came of it. Oh my gosh. And I'm just like, what? What an idiot. Anyway. But do so, you know where that guy is now? Do you know no, what he's I do up not to? Stalk anybody. So I don't know. Well, you don't, I don't have to look anybody up. You really. don't have to stalk them. Like, are you friends with them on Facebook? No. Okay. Like I just told the story because yesterday on Facebook, my little guy came up mm-hmm. that I was like in love with. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, look, mm-hmm. it looks mm-hmm. like he's doing well, but mm-hmm. I, I haven't talked to him since probably, I mean, it hasn't been that long. I saw him mm-hmm. after college. I'm 28 now. So mm-hmm. I probably saw him when I was like 22 or 23. I'm more than and he 30. Was nice. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> you, you are you are more than 30. I'm more than 30. That's all I'm going to say. So um, I was going to say about. Dating. Did you get did you get bullied? I got bullied. But yes, I got my, bullied for being skinny. OK, I got bullied for having freckles. So Mm -hmm. like I've said in like the grocery store podcast, like people like Mm -hmm. to talk about my freckles. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I was, 
I wasn't severely bullied at all. Uh-huh. I think it was just light bullying that like anyone uh-huh. goes through when they're a kid, just kids being mean. Yeah. But I remember being at the lunch table in like seventh or eighth grade and these girls yelling at me, like girls in my class or my grade saying, hey, Melanie. And I looked up and they said, go home. Nobody wants you here. Nobody's ever going to like you with your freckles. And I was like, oh, I know. Appalled. What? Mm -hmm. Why would anyone say that? That is so mean. And then I remember Mm -hmm. being put in like a three-way phone conversation. And Mm -hmm. the girls, they were like, Oh, well, poor Melanie. She's never going to get a boyfriend because no one is ever going to like a girl with freckles like that. And I'm like, oh, my God. And so literally like middle school through high school, I was so insecure about Mm -hmm. my freckles because what these mean girls said. Yeah. I have never had a problem getting a date because of my freckles. It's like, it's not even, no one even thinks about it anymore. They think, right. oh, look, her freckles are cute. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, then it's acknowledged. And then they like me for who I am. Yeah. Right. It, it's just so ridiculous when you're little mm-hmm. like that, how these things yeah. stick with you. Yes, it does. I was and, so insecure. You know, mm-hmm. I remember being picked on because I was so skinny and I'd be very careful about what I wore to school. Yep. to make sure to conceal it as much as I possibly could. But there was nothing I could do. My metabolism was racing. I could eat anything in the world that I wanted. It wouldn't matter. It did nothing. So, I mean, it's a lot like how my two of my boys are right now. I mean, yeah. they are skinny stick rails. They have to work really, really hard to put weight on. Yeah. But now I think back at it, me who's had three children and whose body is put on some quite a few COVID pounds mm-hmm. to think back to that. I'm like, and to think about the people who picked on me for it, they weren't perfect. People just it's like they were jealous talk. or something. Yeah. And they I, wanted to find something to pick on you about. And you were an easy target because you were shy and they knew you weren't going to say anything back. I was just, yeah, I was so insecure. I remember I didn't kiss a boy until I was 17 I think I was mm-hmm. I was like one of the oldest out of all my friends mm-hmm. but when I first when I got and, and it was my boyfriend who I kissed my senior year boyfriend was my first kiss and mm-hmm. I was so nervous I was like shaking I didn't mm-hmm. know what to do mm-hmm. I didn't know if I should keep my eyes open my eyes closed what do I do And I remember like when we first started talking, my boyfriend, he was like, so like, how many guys have you kissed? You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh God! you're like, you're like 17 years old, like seven, 700, (laughs) right? Like, this is the kind of conversation that Mm -hmm. you have when you're a teenager. Mm -hmm. And I had kissed zero, but I couldn't Mm -hmm. tell him that I had only kissed zero. Right. Because he was like, cool. And he kissed a lot of girls. And so I was Mm -hmm. like, like, not a lot. And he was Mm -hmm. like, not a lot. And I said, no, like hardly any. And he -hmm. was like, how many is that? And I was like, um, two. (laughs) And then, and then he was like, 
Oh, two. Okay. I was so nervous and I was so right. embarrassed. And I look back, I'm mm-hmm. 28 years old. I'm like, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. And, and then mm-hmm. I ended up dating this guy for like two and a half years. I remember at like the two year mark, I was like, you know, you were my first kiss. And he was like, really? And I said, mm-hmm. yeah. And he was like, oh, that's funny. And that was huh. it. Here, I made up this elaborate lie. Yeah. And it was so like, nervous. oh, I'm a- appalled or something. And they didn't even care. They didn't care. Mm-mm. No, I can't remember who my first kiss was or who my first date was. But I can remember when I was in college, I worked at a bank at night as a nighttime teller. I did that off and on, like as full time and nighttime for a couple of times as I was going back and forth with whether or not I was going to be a college graduate or not. Uh And I, uh, (laughs) this is so terrible. What? So I would have a lot of people, I worked in the drive up. They liked to ask me out in the drive up while I was working. Oh my God. I love this. I love this so much. (laughs) So they would like put a little, they would rip off a little piece of paper and like put a note and say, ah! you want to go to dinner? Call me and like put it in there. And that was it. And then other ones would just out and out, ask me out right there. Oh my gosh. And yeah. Isn't that yeah. The, I went Isn't on, it the best feeling? It is a great feeling. I it went is. on a couple of dates with guys through there. I did get a boyfriend, one of my boyfriends that way. And then I dated two duds that way who I was just like, well, we get all away do. from me situation. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was very interesting because I would get picked up while I was working in the drive-thru and you know, the loudspeaker in there, everybody can hear. Okay. When you're <laughs> in the drive up. Okay. There are no head. Well, at least then there were no headphones or anything. Everybody can hear what you're saying. Okay. So everybody in the bank knew every time I got asked out every time it was just like that is so funny I got over it and it wasn't embarrassing anymore after the first couple times but sometimes you have to let them (laughs) I think that they were just desperate if you really (laughs) want to know the truth but sometimes it was some one guy handed me his um his uh audition tape you know it was like one of those, not an eight track tape, but the other kind of tape that you would just put in the tape deck, a cassette and wanted me to listen to it. And then wait, his audition tape for what? Yeah. Like he was a country singer and he wanted Ah! me to listen to what he was singing. So um, (laughs) it was a lot of stupid stuff like that, that would happen. And, you know, anyway, so then he would come back through and be like, did you listen to the tape? And I'd give it back to him through the thing. And I'm like, yeah, it was really good. And then that was it. That was kind of the end of that conversation. Oh my God. That and is so sometimes cute. I could see when different cars were coming and I knew what cars, different ones were driving. So I would like norm sometimes when it was busier on a Friday night. And that's when normally this would happen. Um, I could see when they're coming. So I'd be like, I have to go to the bathroom. So <laughs> Are you crazy? I'd be like putting on lipstick. Oh, I'd no. be like, I'd be getting not, ready. Not the ones that you didn't want to get asked out by <laughs> okay, again. Yeah, yeah. So I would have to go to the bathroom. So I'd go up and like go to make an excuse and go to the bathroom. So I wouldn't have to nicely let somebody else down. 
Oh my gosh. That is so while funny. I'm working and everybody can hear. <laughs> I think that that, that is like such an ego boost though. When you mm. like are getting a lot of guys asking you out. I remember mm-hmm. it when I broke up with my first boyfriend, he broke up with me, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, so I was so upset and so sad. And then all of a sudden I realized like, there were like other guys who were like t- waiting for me to break up with this guy mm-hmm. and asking me out on dates. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, what a wonderful life to live. All of these guys <laughs> are trying to buy me dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went to college and um, when I was like away at away in college, probably my senior year of college. I think that's when I turned 21 and I like would go out to the bars every, every Mm -hmm. Thursday and everything. I -hmm. would wake up the next day and I would have text messages from these guys and they'd be like, Hey, I was your dance partner last night. Can I take you out to dinner? And I was like, (laughs) Oh my God, this is awesome. But they were like bad guys, you know, jerks. Normally anybody that you meet in a bar and no offense to anybody who found their spouse or significant other in a bar so please do not take offense to this but normally when you meet somebody in that atmosphere and you've been drinking it's not it's not a good thing I know I was probably just like so charming Mm -hmm. (laughs) drinking my uh natty bow that cost (laughs) cost 50 cents (laughs) mine was Coors Light thank you (laughs) I actually like Coors Light I would, I would seriously, I could go to the bar for like $3 and I'd be like, Whoa, this is a great yeah. time. Yeah. I was definitely a lightweight and, um, I, it came a time that I was only, when I went out with this one group of friends, I was only allowed three drinks because anything more than three, I was a hot mess. So I was not allowed more than three beers and that's it. Yeah. That's how I was cut off at three. That's kind of how I am still Mm -hmm. to this day I am not but that's how I was then (laughs) basically you're saying that you were a great time I always had a good time (laughs) now the next day I might not have had such a good time but that day I had a good time for sure 100 what was the fashion like when you were younger you know I was thinking about that were you into fashion I didn't really Guys, I Jen would, is so into fashion. She I love has, fashion. I love clothes. I love makeup. I love she has my the hair done stuff. Oh, it's the best. I love it so much. I love buying clothes. My husband hates it, but I love and it. jewelry. So, oh yeah, you're big I'm into jewelry. Oh, yeah. so I, I imagine so much of it. I imagine that Jen probably was into fashion, but I was. So I remember sixth grade Madonna and Cindy ah! Lauper were big yeah okay and I remember it was like right before we were going to have our promotion ceremony and we were kind of having like the sixth grade get together and I had been to go get my hair permed because oh. I would get my hair permed all the time okay and I didn't fix my hair like nicely I kind of just let it be wild and I went to school with this wild hair and suspenders and the ah! graffiti pants on. Oh, that is so and cool. I just thought I was all that. I really did. And then I re- remember when we went to middle school, 
I wasn't really wearing makeup or anything like that, but right, yeah. we started middle school and everybody was wearing makeup and they all, it's like everybody had spent the summer reading teen magazine and all that kind of stuff, getting themselves ready for that. And yeah. I just wasn't into it. I was late with that, but in high school, it was the big curly poofy hair with the big bangs, like yeah, teased yeah, way yeah. up and then hairspray. Yeah. And I would have to get up an hour or more before school to get myself together. Full face and makeup. Um, loafers or keds with those scrunchy socks and oh. the folded jeans. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And has a else? lot of the stuff. Like, you know how fashion is cyclical, uh -huh. it like repeats itself. Yeah. Has a lot of that mm -hmm. stuff come back. Well, folding jeans is kind of a thing right now, yeah. but not like how we used to fold them. Right. Yeah. And then we used to wear the big rugby shirts. That What's was kind a of the thing. Shirt? Like a big, you know, like mm -mm, it was a collared shirt. It's a, you know, what you would wear to play rugby oh. with the big oh. stripes across it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was another big thing to wear. And then anything from the limited was in style. Anything from the store, the limited. That was like, the place to shop does if you got the, to shop there it was big does the limited even exist anymore i don't know but i worked there because i liked it i worked there for a little bit i worked there as a part-time job for a while really and i never made any money because every single time i got paid i went and bought a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff yeah with my employee discount every single time it never felt that's funny. i always came out of there with two huge bags full of stuff from the limited so, yeah, so that was a place to shop. And then Ormond was a place to shop. And because I was so skinny, I didn't always get to buy things in those stores because I was so skinny. Sometimes they wouldn't even have my size. Right. So we shopped at like Fashion Bug a lot and stuff oh, like that. Oh, my gosh. I used to shop at Fashion Bug. Fashion Bug. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so mm -hmm. funny. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I used to... Um... It, when I was in high school, it was all very preppy. Uh-huh. Like, it's preppy was the big word. Yes. And was, britches. There was a store called Britches that I started shopping in towards the end of high school. Really? That was super, super preppy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was either you were either preppy or you were like punk. But mm -hmm. there really wasn't an in-between. But the problem was mm -mm. I was I was more in-between. So I would wear these preppy clothes and I'd wear like yeah. the American Eagle polos. They're like tight mm -hmm. form fitting polos and then mm -hmm. like a little uh, cami with lace and then a sweater mm -hmm. over a cardigan sweater over top of it. And I like look back and I think that's not my style at all. Mm -hmm. Like nowadays, I, I just really like a hate preppy fashion when I'm dressed preppy. I think like, Oh, I look like I'm in high school again, mm -hmm. but it was just, I don't mind preppy fashion. It was at all. just, it just cool. kind of depends upon the situation. Yeah, it was cool. And I remember dressing super preppy. I dressed super preppy forever. I mean, my screen um, name was pretty preppy. <laughs> <laughs> Basically what I'm saying in this podcast is <laughs> I was a complete fraud. I lied like oh. a rug. I told boys that I kissed other boys <laughs> when I had not. I dressed in a way I didn't want mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. I just really should have been the donkey in the play. And I said, no. Yes. 
That was your, that could have been your turning point moment, Melanie. I know. You missed it. You missed it. (laughs) I know. Yeah, I know. But it's so funny. I don't even know what to say about that, but yeah. Do you ever like look back at your, your high school time and you think these things happened to me? How come I didn't do that? Why didn't I say this? Why did I not say anything? Um, you know, as, stuff like that. Yeah, like if all it the was time. me now and I went back there, this is what I would do instead. Well, why did I why did I tell I, that guy that yeah that I really liked him when he I know, really liked right? me? Why did I say, um, I think we're better off as friends? Thanks, and right. then cry myself to sleep for months. I know. Thank you. Yes, stuff like that. Like you could go back and you'd be like, you know, everybody bullied me for how I was. Why did I? Why did I hide myself? Why did I, I take there it? There was anything wrong with one. it. Why did I take it? Why didn't I say something back? Why was I so shy and okay. not just say something about it? Can we talk about how my claim to fame, everyone knows, ever since I was little, is that I met Beyonce and she told me she liked my freckles and that I mm-hmm. was very pretty and that she wishes she wished that she had freckles. Okay. Mm-hmm. When those girls were bullying me saying no one was going to like my freckles. Why didn't mm-hmm. I just say Beyonce like my freckles? <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Kind of a big deal. And I, I had a lot of freckles when I was growing up too. They've all faded now. And I'm also able to tan and I wasn't used to be able to tan myself during, and I wanted nothing more than to be tan and I would fry like a lobster, <laughs> but I would yeah. still not get tan. And I would have people come up to me like at church and stuff like that and tell me how pretty my freckles are and how awesome they are and everything like that. And I didn't listen to them. Yeah. And I probably should have. It's sad. Yeah. It's like so Mm -hmm. much wasted energy and it's not even Mm -hmm. necessary. It's like, I don't know. I like my so much anxiety that I put into what other people thought of me. And if I spoke up, what other people would say and things like that. I mean, I didn't get extremely great grades when I was in college and I went off to be, go to community college after that and everything like that. But I, I wasn't really nerdy, but I was also very, very shy, but I think I was shy because that's how I was hiding myself during that time because I was so incredibly uncomfortable from being um, bullied so much. Exactly. For being so skinny. It's a hard different. life when you're growing and up. I should have embraced being different, but I didn't. Exactly. So, just it, it just is what it is that's how it was so moving on I think on you're pretty confident journey down Mary Lit. well I am sometimes it depends upon the situation yeah same here same mm-hmm. here yeah right. I think if that I'm that... Com- uncomfortable with the situation then that's that's the end of that for me yeah <laughs> I think that that's a good place to end this week's podcast if that's okay with okay. you um it's fine with me I think next week we should play or next podcast we should play a game um okay we jen and i have decided that we are probably not going to do a podcast every week it's probably going to be like every other week or when Mm -hmm. melanie and jen get around to it (laughs) yeah it takes a long time for me to edit the videos or the the Mm -hmm. audio um Mm -hmm. But I, I, I still want to keep it up. I like really like podcasting. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we're fun. not, we're not going to stop doing it. It's just yeah, not no going to be every week. It'll be every other week. Yeah. Plus that'll give us more time to come up with more 
content. Interesting things to discuss. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in to another week of This Isn't Important. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at This Isn't Important Podcast. We need some more followers. So please make sure you follow us. Um, and rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Well, that was fun. I know. I feel so official. Guys, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. You know how to do that. (laughs) No, but I can definitely figure it out. Fake it till you make it. Okay. Only rate and review if you liked the podcast. If not, just keep it to yourself. Bye. I'm hanging up now.